0: Welcome to Traveling Culturati, where we explore cultures and share travel news, travel tips, destinations, and travel chats. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Well, hey there, fellow Culturati. Javon Harley here, your host and travel pro for Traveling Culturati. As always, I want to thank you for coming back for another week of travel news, travel tips, and travel chats. We've got a new and exciting gift giveaway that we want you to participate in. It's going to start December 6th and go for 12 days. It's the 12 days of travel. So from December 6th to the 17th, you want to follow along with our marketing brand, Traveling While Black. And you can follow us on any of the platforms, Instagram, we have a Facebook group, and also our Facebook pages and Twitter. So make sure you follow along you can either follow, join, or like, because it's going to be across all of the platforms. Again, it's travelingwhileblack.com on Facebook, Traveling While Black TWB on Instagram, if you just take a look for us, and then also Traveling While Black on Twitter. And like, follow, or join any of those pages. And for the 12 days of Christmas, we're going to do some nice gift giveaways, all travel related, some stocking stuffers and things that you can use in your travels. As winter. is fast approaching December 21st to be exact so is the winter weather For some, especially those who live in winter destinations, winter is a festive time, and the weather that comes with it is embraced. But for others, winter is a time to escape the cold weather, the holidays, and even those family gatherings. So today we're exploring places to travel to, to escape all of the above, and where to go to embrace it. We'll also have the culture report. But right now, let's get into a little travel news. there are still car rental shortages. So as the holiday season is approaching, hopefully you already have your car rental reservation. If not, you may be paying heavy for it, but we do have some alternatives to share with you. And again, let's just go back to revisit some of the reasons why. The car rental companies are really at a loss, and the major factor is that rental availability is currently very, very low. More than 770,000 cars were sold off by major rental car operators in 2020 as the pandemic negatively influenced demand and kept Americans home. And they are still struggling with their decision to do that. I just don't know why they sold off so many. Well, I kind of know that they needed the revenue, but didn't they know that things would get back to normal at some point? More people would want to rent cars. I don't think they planned on it happening so quickly. So they're still trying to replenish their fleets i just don't think that's going to happen very quickly and certainly it's not going to happen by the holiday season that's already upon us but there are some alternatives that i talked about earlier one is the car sharing alternative and those are the cars that just like airbnb there's car sharing that you can rent for short term or a short amount of time, and you only pay for your usage. Think about the Zipcar, they have Turo. Of course, there's also the service of Uber and Lyft that makes it a lot more convenient and alternative to renting cars. So you might wanna just check them out and see what kind of car sharing services there are, where you can kind of pick up from one location and drop off at the other. Definitely get your reservations in well in advance because a lot of people are really looking for those alternatives. Some other travel trends for 2021. We're talking about this new industry report that is revealing those travel trends for 2021, which destinations that used to be at the top of the list that are no longer, for example, pre-pandemic destinations that were in the top 20, like Bangkok, Tokyo, Seoul, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taipei, Shanghai, Los Angeles, and Osaka are not in the top 20 of destinations anymore. And the United States leisure travel has really led the recovery of the travel industry globally. It's been the U.S. leisure travel that has led that recovery. The paralysis of Asia Pacific is a big issue. As you can see, a lot of those destinations that I mentioned that were in the top 20 list of destinations to visit before the pandemic are no longer in that list. Most of those are Asian or Asian Pacific destinations. Mexico and Central America and the Caribbean have risen to the tops of those lists as well as Africa. Ghana has become one of the best places to travel to, and they've handled COVID very well. They're really at an advisory level of one, a very low rating in a positive way. To travel to Ghana. The Middle East also started to revive in large part because of Dubai and the World Expo that's occurring. And then again, how they have handled the COVID pandemic. So domestic travel has really been dominant. I don't think there's a surprise there, but particularly in large countries because large countries give you so many options to travel nationally. So domestic travel has been really big. Major European airlines have really struggled disproportionately through these trying times. And there's been a relative decline in long haul travel. Again, no surprise there. And then of course, the new variants that have continued to pose a potential threat. But I think that this year, as opposed to last year, we're a bit more prepared in dealing and handling things like having a playbook ahead of time. So while there is a new variant out there, reports are saying that Delta is still the prominent one in the United States and that it's posing more of an issue than the newer variant is. But all in all, travel is really rebounding. And we just have to have a new playlist in order to master travel. So again, some of those destinations that have really topped the list, Dubai remains at the very top for the reasons I've already stated. The Dubai Expo or the World Expo Other rises are Miami. They moved from 18th to 5th place. Madrid moved from 16th to 10th place. And new into the list is Cancun, Mexico, which is number two. Cairo, Egypt is at number nine. Punta Cana, number 12. San Juan, Puerto Rico, 13. Lisbon, 14. Athens, 15. Mexico City, 16th. And Palma, Mallorca, 17th. And Frankfurt at 20th. So the two highest rises are really Cancun and Miami, and they're both major leisure destinations, and both are very popular and have been driven by the U.S. market. And Dubai just keeps getting better. There is a new resort that's on the horizon. It is the first floating sea palace. The Kempinski Floating Palace is opening as a floating building around which there are 12 floating luxury villas around the property itself and they are grouped with the possibility to sail to other anchorages at the time. It's a very exclusive place and it'll be on Jumeirah road. Guests will be taken to its 156 room and suite hotel. And of course their villas are taken there by speedboat and arrive directly with their boats onto the island. So again, Dubai is always doing something fabulous. Those 12 luxury villas are connected by pontoons and are partly for sale, but also for rent by hotel guests and they benefit from all the services. It looks really fabulous. So if you wanna look it up, go ahead and look up Kempinski Floating Palace. It is absolutely beautiful and it'll be an experience that you can have in 2023, but the model is already available online that you can take a look at. And your face may be your boarding pass in the near future. Yeah, some tech-driven changes are coming fast and furiously to airports, including those advancements in biometrics. That would be really cool. If you don't have to print out that boarding pass or even download it to your mobile, but it is your face that is your boarding pass. Now, remember that biometrics, it's a unique individual trait like your fingerprint that can be used to automate and verify identity. If you're a member of Clear, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for example, I have two ways that I can validate my Clear. When I step up to the kiosk, I can either put my fingers down for a fingerprint or it scans my eyes to recognize me. So it'll be very similar to that. And it promises to be more more secure and more efficient in moving travelers through the airport check, and this would be from check-in to boarding. Passengers would normally be required to show, of course, their government ID and their issued photo ID. But, you know, one thing that has come out of this, the travel hiatus that was caused by the pandemic, has given a lot of companies that time to really work on things. And biometrics is something that they've really been working on. So, yeah, it could be through scanning the iris or fingerprints, just like something like Clear. But yeah be really looking forward to that i don't know how long it's going to take them to really get that up and running but certainly we are looking at bag check to boarding all done by facial recognition and more and more these biometrics are being tested at airports so it may happen sooner than later so look out for that Switzerland, like a lot of countries, are now dropping their travel restrictions amidst the new variant. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, November 26th, 27th, Switzerland introduced a mandatory 10-day quarantine for arrivals from a dozen countries mostly from Southern Africa region. And, you know, South Africa is really quite upset about this because their scientists are saying, we did our due diligence and identified something. It didn't originate here, and it's already in other parts of the world, but we're being penalized for our good research and doing the things that other countries really should have been doing. And so maybe some other countries would have discovered it too if they were doing some of the same thing as South Africa. But yes, that's what South Africa is saying. They're not too happy about some of the travel restrictions that have been put on them because of their findings. I digress. So Switzerland was one of those countries that did a 10-day quarantine African region, but it also included the United Kingdom because of the fears of the Omicron Variant. However, as of December 4th, the Swiss scrapped the quarantine for all travelers and they became the first country to roll back some of these restrictions. And other countries are really looking at this and considering should they be rolling back their restrictions as well. And instead, Switzerland is expanding its COVID certificate requirement, shortening the validity period for the antigen test, just like the United States is doing from 72 hours to 24 hours. They're enforcing wider mandatory rules on wearing a mask and all inbound travelers must take a PCR test before travel, as well as a second PCR or a rapid antigen test between the fourth and seventh day after arrival and everybody's really looking at switzerland and saying could this be the model should we just be looking at more stringent rules or mandates versus those travel restrictions which greatly impact everyone's livelihood it separates families and it creates those lasting sense of injustice i mean look at what south africa is dealing with so border measures are never 100 percent effective And no country that didn't pursue a rigorous zero COVID strategy has ever managed to keep a variant out for long. And this is according to an expert in viral evolution at the biozentrum of the University of Basel. So again, really looking at making more mandates like wearing masks, social distancing and COVID testing done more often. Well, that's all I've got for travel news. Jean Harley and I will be back with some winter escapes and destinations to embrace all that winter has to offer. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm your host and travel pro, Javon Harley. Make sure you head on over to the website, travelingculturati.com, and follow us on social media as well, and make sure that you join that travel club. We are going places, fabulous places for 2022. It's going to be a jam-packed year. You want to make sure you don't miss out on any of them. So again, that's Traveling Culturati. Com. Well, winter is fast approaching, December 21st to be exact, and so is winter weather. And for some of us, winter weather is already here, especially for those who live in winter destinations. But winter can be a festive time, and the weather that comes with it is embraced. For others, winter is that time to escape, escape the cold, the holidays, and maybe even those family gatherings. <laughs> Uh, you've probably guessed it. We're talking about Winter Escapes and Winter Embraces. And joining me in the conversation is Gene Harley, Executive Producer for Traveling Culturati. Hello, Gene, and welcome back.
1: Hi, Javon. Always a pleasure.
0: Yes. Well, I know how you feel about winter. Yeah, I'm um, a
1: snowbird. Get me away.
0: <laughs> I have mixed emotions. I do like a lot of the kitsch that comes with winter, yes, the winter weather, you know, I'm not always embracing it. Just recently we had weather in the teens in Chicago, and it was a bit startling because we went from like 40 degrees one day to 18 the next day.
1: Yeah, it's going to be that way. And we know that's how it's going to be for the remainder of 2022 and probably till April of 2022.
0: Yeah, especially here in Chicago. Sometimes that can extend even until May. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I like, as I said, I like the kitsch that comes along with winter, and that is the holidays, those winter wonderlands and the holiday Market. So let's first talk about some of these destinations where you can get some great holiday markets. And they're not all in Europe. So if you're thinking, I have to go to Europe, I mean, of course, that's what these European destinations are known for. But there's some great places here in the United States that you can visit for some holiday and winter kitsch, those holiday markets. New York is one of them.
1: New York is known for its Christmas celebrations, its decorations, Rockefeller Center and all of that, and the Christmas markets that take place in different areas all over New York, Manhattan, and some of the boroughs.
0: Yeah, Radio City Music Hall. They always have a Christmas spectacular put on by the Rockettes. There's Bryant Park, there's Union Square, and let's not forget Broadway, and Broadway is back. So there's a lot to see and do in New York. Don't forget about the shopping. New York has some great shopping
1: all year round. And of course, there are some specials going on at Christmas time all over the place. So it's a good opportunity to get out and about and not do all of your shopping on the internet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We have kind of come to that, haven't Mm -hmm. we? I know that I did last year and now I really haven't gotten out of it. I'm like, well, I can go online and get whatever I want. But we do have to contend with shipping this year. So you may want to go out and do that shopping.
1: And for those who want to get into the festive spirit, that only really happens when you go out you can look at the windows i remember being in new york and dressing up my brother in the snow bunny outfit (laughs) his arms couldn't move at all and uh, going down and seeing the christmas parades and the christmas lights and thanksgiving day parade all of that all the way through to christmas time and you get in the christmas spirit remember the windows at the different stores at macy's at bloomingdale's bondwood teller all of them festively decorated in the major cities like New York.
0: I was just about to say that with the windows and they do that here in Chicago. There was a period where we kind of got away from the windows. They did it in Washington D.C., New York, Chicago and then I remember we went through this dry spell where my mom packed us all up. Let's go look at the Christmas windows and we got there and we were very Uh, underwhelmed. And then it came back. (laughs) It came back.
1: And hopefully it'll be back again this year with Macy's and some of the other big stores too.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Chicago Mm -hmm. because it's right here in our hometown. And of course, Chicago is a winter destination. We experience winter, very cold temperatures, snow, all of the above, but it's a great city all year round. But we do have a lot of winter festivities here in Chicago as well.
1: Yeah, we definitely do. You can go anywhere from shopping downtown. The Miracle Mile, the lights have now been lit up for Christmas and all the decorations are out on the street and in the store windows. Navy Pier is going to have some festive activities going on for the Christmas season this year. But there's shopping in Chicago that rivals many places like New York and also the Christmas markets, right?
0: Yes, you have Magnificent Mile. And it is magnificent. But what people don't often talk about is State Street. There is a song about it, State Street, that great street. Mm -hmm. And it has been revived again. You will find for some great shopping is that aside from Michigan Avenue, which will have all of your high-end shops, that State Street will have some of those same stores, but they're outlet type of places to shop. And so it's a lot more affordable. And this past summer, they started opening the street on Sundays as a pedestrian street. So I don't know if they're going to do that this winter season, but you have Chris... Kindle Market, which is one of the most known Christmas markets in the United States.
1: Yeah, over at the Daily Plaza, if you... Think of where the Picasso is, and if you're one of those followers from the old, old, old movies where the Blues Brothers crashed their vehicle coming in, they have a great Christmas market every year. And there's a lot of markets in the Chicago region.
0: There really are. And the museums and the zoo, the Lincoln Park Zoo, they get into the festivities. We have Maggie Daly Park, but it's all decorated we have millennium park there's ice skating and a very state-of-the-art ice skating ring in millennium park which is called the ribbon yes and what's beautiful about it is it doesn't just go around in a circle no it winds like a ribbon around millennium park which is really a nice festive and scenic way so even if you're not out there skating you can sit and have a cup of cocoa or a cup of coffee and watch other people skate and listen to the music.
1: Yes, and of course, the Christmas tree right there at the entrance to the park where there's another skating rink. And as Javon mentioned, you can sit down and have a coffee or a cocoa and enjoy yourself, but it's really nice because it's not, the ribbon itself is not that little loop. It is really taking you through an area, and it's very nice for ice skating.
0: It is. And the museums, as I mentioned before, that get into the festivities, Museum of Science and Industry, started in November going through to January 2nd. They have Christmas around the world and holiday of lights. It's an exhibit. It displays 50 Christmas trees that are all decorated in traditions of countries around the world. Probably very similar to what is done in Washington, Washington D.C. Yes. Yeah, and before we get into some more ski destinations, I wanted to mention we talked about the Christmas market here in the United States, but Vienna, Austria, you're talking about the motherland of <laughs> Christmas traditional markets.
1: Christmas markets, and you know what? In a place like Vienna, you don't even mind the code because their Christmas markets that are set up there at the palace, at the castle, and all the other places in the city of Vienna are outstanding for traditional Vienna items and from items all over the world. And of course, for those who like to indulge, there's some great hot drinks there that'll keep you feeling warm.
0: And Austria, Vienna especially, is beautifully decorated. The whole area is beautifully decorated and really puts you in the mind of Christmas. We've traveled to Europe. We did a river cruise a few years ago around the holidays Mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. Every place we stopped, every town was just full of Christmas kitsch. (laughs) I know I've used that word a lot today, but it really was. And so you really couldn't escape it. And it was a lot of fun.
1: We made a half a dozen stops and each town had a more beautiful and more festive Christmas market. And it looked like a Christmas design from a card or from some artwork because the buildings are historic already. And they represent what To a lot of people is what Christmas looks like in Europe, so it's old Europe.
0: Yeah, and if you may be thinking, I don't know if I'm ready to cruise yet, think about river cruises. The reason is that river cruises are smaller, you have fewer people, you are closer to land, you make many more stops, and they're very themed. What I really loved about the river cruise, as I said, it was around the time, and we did visit these Christmas towns and some Christmas markets, but... Also, they brought some of the food and some of the entertainment and some of the wines and activities Mm -hmm. on board as well, because we were so close to land that somebody could hop on at one port and get off at the next port (laughs) just four hours away.
1: Yes. And then drive back in half the time. So it really was a great opportunity. And there was some great shopping. And although if you're friends of ours and you're wondering what happened to your gifts, Javon did some great shopping for herself. (laughs) She got some great hats and gloves and other opportunities items that she cherishes that came from that trip a few years ago
0: yes well let's get back to some of the skiing destinations and some of those slopes we talked about a couple here in the united states so let's talk about switzerland the valley in swiss alps and again when you think about skiing internationally that's certainly a place that people consider going
1: I think if you're an avid lover of skiing in the slopes i think switzerland is probably on your wish list if you haven't been there and definitely at a place that you would look to go back to for the christmas season because it's a great destination to go to they know how to celebrate christmas you're going to have a white christmas and you can hit the slopes every day
0: yeah you'll find me maybe at a ski lodge in the Swiss Alps. I've never been skiing, so I can't say whether I like it or don't like it, but I think I certainly like the atmosphere of it. So I'd be in the lodge with a nice libation and maybe a hot cup of coffee as well or you know, taking in some European pastries and things like that and just walking around the town and enjoying the town. So there's a lot more if you're not a skier there's still a lot of things you can do but certainly if you are swish swish get on those slopes of, swish. of <laughs> in, the swiss, swish. in the swiss bam that's where you hit the tree yeah and the swiss Alps. watch out for well, that tree <laughs> well let's talk about some other destinations especially here in the united states that are great winter destinations so they're not really falling into a category of winter or holiday kitsch or skiing but they're just great winter destinations and a lot of them are in our National parks, or places that have national parks, but you want to think about the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, these are places like Beaver Creek, Colorado. Yeah, if you don't quite
1: want to fit into that veil upscale thing, then Beaver Creek is a short throw away from there, and it's one of the best winter destinations in the United States. Beaver Creek, Colorado. It's where you can go to the Beaver Creek Resort acres and acres of woods and forest to hike through and some great winter activities including shopping.
0: Yeah and I think it also puts you you know kind of away from it all in the mountains in a mountain village something a little bit closer to nature so if you're trying to escape the crowds it's a great place so we won't put it under winter escape but we'll certainly say that maybe it could be an escape from everything else you
1: know, with the more upscale veil it's a good place to get away from
0: yes yosemite national park we have some really great national parks and we have plenty of them certainly in california Certain areas of California can get pretty cold and are winter destinations, but it does top the list as one of the best winter destinations in the United States. It's a national treasure. It's certainly a year-round destination, but the scenery is beautiful in the mountains and the waterfalls and the lakes during the winter season.
1: Especially things like the Yosemite Falls, Tiñane Lake, the Tunnel View, Glacier Point in the national park in El Capitan. So you can't, you know, these are some great destinations and they're all part of our national park service.
0: Yeah, and when you're in the thick of the winter, like in February, for example, there's frozen falls. I don't know if you've ever seen a frozen fall, but it is beautiful because it really does get frozen as it's cascading. (laughs) And so you see these dimensions of colors, but in February, they have the sun that sets on the cascade and it gives different colors, which makes it absolutely beautiful there. There are certain activities you can still do if you're into kayaking, the areas that are not frozen over over but you can do snowshoe trails so very fitness forward as well the great redwoods mhm and then of course you can go skiing or some other snow Sports
1: that or winters related sports and activities, skating and all those cross country skiing, all those things still exist there. And the good thing about Yosemite is that it allows for every level luxury resorts, all the way down to camping, if you're so inclined, or glamping. You can enjoy all of it at every rate, so it's something for everyone and for the whole family.
0: You can, just like at Kings Canyon National Park, also in California. These granite cliffs, deep glacier carved valleys, rivers, dense forest, horseback riding in the winter. I've never done it in the winter, but I have seen it in movies and I've seen it on shows and it just looks magical, especially if snow is falling and somebody's horseback riding. It seems like a very slow pace and just kind of enjoying the scenery at the same time.
1: It's a great destination. It's very adjacent to Sequoia National Park where you can see some of the great trees. You can actually see the nation's Christmas tree, the General Grant. It's available and it's the second largest tree in the world.
0: Wow. And Mount Hood, Oregon. I have a cousin that moved to Oregon a few years back, and he absolutely loves it. And some of the photos that he posts on Facebook, especially in the winter, <laughs> it's always covered with snow. But it's very beautiful. It's really close to nature. but Mount- And only
1: 90 minutes out of Portland, so it's easy to get to.
0: Yeah. And Mount Hood is an ascending height of 11,200 feet And it's in the center of a million-acre Mount Hood National Forest. So, again, lots of nature. It's a dormant volcano. And like you said, just 90 minutes from Portland. But ski resorts, forest cabins, camping facilities... Skiing, tubing, snowshoeing, all of those winter activities. All of your winter
1: activities and it's right there in Oregon, so it's easy to get to by way of Portland.
0: Yes, and Mount Rainier National Park in Washington. So again, we're talking about the northwest area. There's so many places and so many national parks that you can visit. So Mount Rainier is fourteen thousand four hundred ten feet above sea level and it's the highest peak in the Cascade Range.
1: Yeah, it's actually an active volcano. It's 140 square miles of pristine wilderness for hiking, for cross-country skiing. It's right there with ancient glaciers, blue alpine lakes and rivers, waterfalls, everything for a picturesque getaway during the winter.
0: Yes, and, you know, the Rocky Mountains of Colorado is another place that you can go. The Crested Butte It's a small town in Rocky Mountains of Colorado, but the Rockies are beautiful, especially when they are snow capped.
1: Your Mount Rainier should be on your list if you're looking for winter getaways.
0: Okay, enough of this winter weather. (laughs) Let's escape it all. Let's do some soaking in the sun. If you're so inclined. (laughs) I'm so inclined. Yes. (laughs) After especially this week, I was a bit startled by these temperatures in the teens. But it's always great to get away.
1: So a place where you can pack light and enjoy the sun a lot more, yes. Yeah,
0: kick your heels up, get mm-hmm. your coconut drink, take your bathing suit, all of these things. So those beach spots and those warm destinations for you, snowbirds out there who are flying south for the winter. Miami of course is the mecca of flying south for the winter.
1: Yes, right. Florida, but Miami mainly, Fort Lauderdale and Miami because basically no passport needed and you get a chance to lay in the sun and enjoy yourself
0: yes miami beach south miami beach is a great place and the reason i like south miami beach because sometimes i do tire of just the beach and sometimes i want some other activities so south beach is going to really give you all of that you'll have the beach right there at your fingertips but lots of dining lots of shopping lots of people watching just a very busy strip that you can walk along
1: lots of culture and you can enjoy food from all over the world especially from the spanish and the caribbean you can enjoy all of that haitian and cuban food all of the atmosphere that you can get in different parts of the world but right there in Miami and it's an easy flight away and there's flights every day every hour from most destinations to Miami so easy one for you
0: and if you want to feel like you're going internationally but you're not Puerto Rico is certainly a place to go I mean it's U.S. territory that's right you know going to San Juan or Castillo San Felipe Del Moro, which is along the coastline in San Juan, and we've gone to San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's a fabulous place, and if you don't want to be right there at the port or near the city, there are wonderful places you can go to just about 30, 40 minutes away that are very quiet.
1: Or inland, where you can be in the mountains and the hills and enjoy a really relaxing winter getaway in Puerto Rico. San Juan is the city, but it is part of an island that is enormous, and you can drive it from place. To place and then really truly enjoy yourself and see destinations you're not going to see anywhere else.
0: Yes. And if you really do want to get away, you have Aruba.
1: Yeah. Now, if you really want to get away and go to a desert location in the Caribbean, Aruba is going to be your A-list destination because it is a desert island north of the coast of South America Easy flight accessibility from most United States, and it is tropical and warm all year round with resorts at every level and accommodations at every level for every member of the family. You can go in and do cave spelunking, going through and enjoy your time in the cave or lay on the beach in the palm trees just swaying right above you. And it's a great breeze coming all the time. The trees bend to the breeze. That's how enjoyable it is.
0: Yeah, it's a windward island. Mm. So there is a nice breeze often, which is another reason why even during hurricane season, they don't typically get anything there, but also think ABC islands. So right. you have Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao, but certainly my favorite is the A, is Aruba. Uh,
1: All three of them are great destinations. And Aruba has the benefit of having a lot of the original indigenous people you have a park where you can see the caves in some of the areas that were there when the indigenous people were the only folks in aruba
0: absolutely los cabos mexico the baja Baja, peninsula the baja peninsula is beautiful And again, I love it because it's not just about the beach. It's a great destination to go to. Wonderful food. We had some of the best food when we were in Los Cabos.
1: And they have some great drinks and restaurants and bars, again, available for the entire family with the activities that you can do there, the swimming, the beach, but also the dining and the culture of the Baja Peninsula. If you're so inclined, snorkeling on one side and then on the Pacific side, You can go ahead. The waves are going to be a little bit more so you can go if you're so inclined surfing.
0: You certainly can. And Riviera Maya. We're talking about Cancun or Mm -hmm. its proximity to Cancun, but yeah, it's Riviera Maya and aka Cancun. But it's a lot easier to get to. It's a lot simpler destination, a lot of all-inclusives. Quite frankly, I prefer Los Cabos, but Cancun is a very nice getaway. We have a friend of ours that goes every Christmas by herself to Cancun just to relax in the sun and at a beach and to just unwind
1: great resorts at every level and if you're so inclined and like to get out and party and shake your thing every night the hotel zone has numerous nightclubs right there in the top of the seven of the hotel zone of the design of the cancun and you can really enjoy yourself again another destination good for every age within the family every spectrum
0: They certainly do. Well, you know, I came across this article. I think it was CNN published it, the top destinations for January. And some of them were no surprise, but others, I was surprised to see them on the list, not because they're not great destinations, but because you don't often see them on lists. So I was happy to see them. But the ones that were no surprise, of course, Fiji, and Fiji just reopened December 1st, just ahead of its big season
1: yeah the christmas season the winter season because fiji is beautiful all the time great people great resorts great activities for every level you can even take a ship and cruise along the different islands because it's An archipelago full of islands running all the way through the area. We love Fiji. We'll be back there in April. We (laughs)
0: certainly will. But two things you need to know you Mm -hmm. have to be fully vaccinated to travel to Fiji, and you also must have travelers' insurance to travel to Fiji.
1: Yeah, they stayed closed until 90% of the population was vaccinated and 100% of the tourism industry is vaccinated there. So it's one of the safest places you can be because you're practically in a bubble because you're on different islands and they're not very, very populated.
0: That's right. Now, another destination that is a great place to go in January, this is the one that surprised me, of course, not because it's not a great destination because it is, is Ghana. You just never see Ghana on a lot of lists. You know, I can kind of guess why. But we're going to Ghana in January. You have some traveling, culture travelers going. Jean's going to escort this trip for us. But yeah, Ghana is a wonderful destination. You're talking about the culture. You're talking about the food. They have wonderful beaches and the history of Ghana. And it's so easy to get to. United Airlines have nonstop flights now to Ghana to operate at
1: Washington Dulles Airport so you can be there in about 9 hours and in 9 hours you'll be actually there in the morning can go ahead and go to the beach dine around great culture great history not just for African Americans but for everybody who wants to learn more about the western Africa culture
0: and Dubai oh, yes. and <laughs> no surprise there especially now that there is the world expo happening in Dubai right now and we have three trips going to Dubai two in February and one in March and everyone is so excited about the Expo and between the three trips we have nearly a hundred people going
1: yeah a little bit more than that and yeah. it's a great destination because people think of Dubai yes it is one of the top destinations in the world but it has packages available for every level and activities to do at every level yes it's a conservative country because it is a muslim country and islamic but they are open because 80 some percent of the population are expats so everyone speaks english and the country has something for every level and for every person
0: It certainly does. And talking about those three, how were we on the pulse of everything? We're talking about Fiji and Ghana and Dubai, all destinations that we are already selling and going to in January, February, and in March. And all three of the destinations handled covid very well extremely well. extremely well ghana has fared extremely well with covid and i think they're, they're one of
1: the few level ones in the world out of a one to four scale where the u.s and other places that haven't done so well a level four the places we're talking about, all one and two.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So great places to go. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. And there's such a list of places that you can go to and visit. We may be able to still get you on Ghana if you're interested. I think we have one or two more spots left available. Dubai and New Maldives is still open and available. And we have Afro Zones, Dubai Sound Off that's happening in March. And then we have the Fiji Island cruise that we were supposed to take in April of 2020 and we're now taking in April of 2022. So make sure you visit the website, travelingculturati.com. And again, we still have a few spaces left, so don't miss out. When I come back, I'll have the culture report. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm Javon Harley, your host and travel pro. The website travelingculturati.com, go ahead and check it out. Follow us on social media and join that travel club. Culture is forever changing and reflecting what's happening in the society and with its people. It can be born from the arts, music, food and sometimes politics and strife. This is the culture report on winter solstice and traditions around the world. Winter solstice marks the official start of winter. It is the astronomical moment when the sun reaches the Tropic of Capricorn. And in the Northern Hemisphere, we have our shortest day and longest night. That's based on the hours of sunlight. This year, the winter solstice is on December 21st. At 4.02 a.m. Central Time, the winter solstice has played an important role in cultures worldwide since ancient times. The pagan celebration of winter solstice, also known as Yule, is one of the oldest winter celebrations around the world.
1: The winter solstice is traditionally celebrated as a symbol of the changing seasons and of the Earth's rebirth. And it's believed to hold a powerful energy for regeneration, renewal and self-reflection. Traditional winter solstice foods often have an emphasis on the earth itself, incorporating nuts, berries, spices, squash, potato, and hunted game like goose and venison.
0: It certainly does. And I think we often think about the fall harvest, but there's so much to the winter solstice and those winter celebrations and traditions. As you just mentioned, I always remember my mom having fruit on the table and a bowl of nuts on the table that really symbolized winter.
1: And I don't think many of us think that that has anything directly to do with winter solstice, but the winter solstice is traditional in countries and groups all around the world. I mean, it's a part of our Christmas celebration.
0: Well, that it certainly is. So let's talk about some of the winter solstice traditions. We have in Scandinavia, it's called St. Lucia Day. And St. Lucia Day, or it's also called St. Lucy's Day, Typically happens on December 13th. It's the solstice by the old calendar and marks the start of the Christmas season with a procession of young women in white robes, red sashes, and wreaths of candles on their heads, lighting the way through the darkness of winter. And it honors St. Lucia, a.k.a. St. Lucy. And the festival incorporates pagan winter solstice celebrations marked by bonfires Also, ginger snaps. Yes. (laughs) And glog (laughs) is traditionally served. (laughs) What are some of the other winter solstice traditions around. Winter the
1: world. solstice tradition in Dongzi, China. This one is thousands of years old, and this festival takes place on December twenty first, twenty second, or twenty third based on the year, and it's celebrated with family gatherings and a big meal, including rice balls called Tang Yuan. Thought to mark the end of the harvest season, this holiday also has roots in the Chinese concept of yin and yang. After the solstice, the abundance of darkness in winter will begin in balance with the light of the sun. And it gives you the opportunity to find out what 2022 has in store for you based on your Chinese zodiac.
0: Yeah. Do you know your Chinese zodiac? The dog. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the rabbit. (laughs) Which used to be the cat. Yeah. (laughs) Stonehenge in England has a winter solstice tradition. And we know about Stonehenge, the ancient circle. And Mm -hmm. yes, we have been there and it's lining up with the movements of the sun. It's one of the global monuments that's built around the summer solstice and archeological research suggests that the winter solstice festivals happen there as well. Modern revelers have taken up the tradition. They gather at dawn after the longest night to witness the magical occurrence of the sun rising through the stones and the best part, of course, it's free. So if you're there, just go and hang out. But it has to be the longest night. That is the kickoff of the winter solstice, when you have the shortest day and the longest night. Longest night.
1: It's a good time to be at Stonehenge, but get there early. It's crowded. It's packed at that time of year. It's not as big as it looks like on pictures, and there's not a lot of parking spaces. So you may (laughs) want to take the bus from London and go down there.
0: And the indigenous people of the Hopi tribe, the indigenous Hopi people of present-day northern Arizona, they celebrate the winter solstice as part of their religious tradition, honoring katsina or kachina, which are ancestral spirits representing the natural world. Now, during the Soyol Solstice Ceremony, which is led by a tribal chief, the sun is welcomed back to its summer path with ritual dances. They have gift giving for the children, prayers for the coming year, singing and storytelling are also part of the festival. Prayer sticks and the casino dolls are often made in preparation for the celebration. And actually there's a lot of indigenous traditions and celebrations for the winter solstice that take place all over the
1: americas and of course of the indigenous people that are there
0: now in addition to winter solstice there are some other winter celebrations around the world that we want to take a look at for example there is boxing day There's Chinese New Year. Of course, we know Christmas. Diwali. Not too long ago, we had Parul on telling us about Diwali. We have Hanukkah. We have Kwanzaa. Las Posadas. We've already talked about St. Lucia Day. We have Three Kings. And those are some of the other celebrations that occur during winter. So let's talk about them a little bit more. What about Boxing Day?
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know about Boxing Day unless you're in the British colonies or the United Kingdom. It's typically celebrated on December 26th and it became an official holiday in 1871. There are several theories as why it was named Boxing Day, but the most common is that servants frequently had to work on Christmas Day, therefore the next day... Their employers would give the servants the day off. In addition, some employers often boxed up gifts and sometimes included leftover food for the holiday meals for the servants to take home and share with their own families.
0: Now, Chinese New Year, also known as the Lunar New Year, is celebrated in accordance with the traditional Chinese calendar with each new year marked by a different Chinese zodiac animal. Okay, this coming year... The Chinese New Year is going to start on February 1st, 2022, and drumroll, this is the year of the tiger. And if you follow the Chinese zodiac, you know that that is a big deal for it to be the year of the tiger. Wow, I didn't realize it was the year of the tiger. Mhm. Now, according to legend, the tiger was confident that no one could compete with its speed and its vigor for the celestial race that would decide the order of the zodiacs. However, when tiger climbed out of the river thinking it was first it was informed that the rat placed first for its (laughs) cunning and the ox placed second for its diligence this left the king of the jungle having to settle for third place but tigers are courageous and active people who love a good challenge so uh, the tiger is still vigorous ambitious daring courageous enthusiastic and generous self-confidence with a self of justice. So that is what the year of the tiger represents. So yeah, that's why they're so excited always about the year of the tiger.
1: Another celebration is Las Posadas. The celebration of Las Posadas is an important Christmas tradition in Mexico. These celebrations take place from December 16th to December 24th. The word Posada means shelter in Spanish. So the nine nights of Posada represent nine days it took for Mary and Joseph to get from Nazareth, where they live, to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. The Bible story of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem and their search for a place to stay, you know, at inn, is reenacted during the celebration. Each night begins with a procession of people holding candles and singing Christmas carols. The procession makes its way to someone's home, a different home every night. Once outside the home, half the people sing the role of Joseph asking for shelter and the other half sing the role of the innkeeper saying there are no rooms available at the inn at this time. The parts are sung a few times until the innkeeper agrees to let them in. Once inside, the celebration continues with a religious ceremony and service ends with food provided by the host. Tamales, atole, traditional Mexican beverages are served. Enjoy the celebration, unless you're just the person whose house they showed up without an invitation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, let's finish it up with Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a seven day African American festival introduced by Dr. Karenga in 1966 that celebrates community, family, and culture goes from december 26th through january 1st there are seven principles and seven primary symbols that emphasize a unique set of values ideals during the seven days of kwanzaa and there is a lighting of the candle for each of the principles so you have unity self-determination collective work and responsibility cooperative economics Purpose, creativity, and faith. Those are the seven principles. A candle is lit each night during Kwanzaa. And a lot of people are really adopting this principle because during Kwanzaa, a special candle holder, which is called the kinara, is used. And the kinara holds seven candles, three red ones on the left, three green ones on the right, and a black one in the center. And as I said, a candle is lit each night. So pick your winter celebration mm-hmm. and or your con- destination or continue your winter traditions Yes, so we're going so many places in 2022. We don't want you to miss out on any of them. As we said earlier, we can maybe still get you on Ghana. It's January 21st through the 29th. We have one or two spots left. We're heading to Dubai and the Maldives. And of course, attending the Dubai Expo 2020, which is now being held in 2021 and 2022. That trip is taking place February 23rd through March 2nd. And if you're doing the Maldives extension, that's until March 6th. And we have the Fiji Island cruise, April 27th through May 6th, 2022. Fiji is open for business. And that means we're relaunching our rescheduled Fiji Island cruise from 2020. Again, the dates are April 27th to May 6th. Seven night, small private cruise around the Fiji Islands. A day on a private island of Malamala and round trip stop flights from Los Angeles to Nadi and there's a whole lot more but we're even ready for the fall oh, we that's have right. Greece mm-hmm. going to Athens and to Crete September 1st through the 9th so we're giving you plenty of time there to sign up and participate that one is going to be fabulous I really can't wait to get back to Greece we had such a great time before so I'm looking at returning and we have a day trip to Santorini of course as well Well, that's it for the show today. Wherever you go, go with all your heart. Confucius. Ladies and gentlemen! This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit travelingculturati.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen!